Welcome to the British American Football Coaches Association podcast, a resource designed to support both British football coaches and coaches from around the world. This podcast features special guests discussing techniques, scheme, philosophies and culture for the sport of American football to help develop and grow the game worldwide. Now here's your host, Adam Lillis. Hello and welcome to the BAFCA Coaching Podcast. We are joined today by the special teams coordinator and tight end coach at John Cowell University, Coach Anthony Trotter. The topic today is coaching the pump return unit, so let's listen in to Coach Trotter. Hello and welcome to the BAFCA Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Adam Lillis. I'm excited to be joined today by the special teams coordinator and tight end coach of the John Cowell University Blue Street, Coach Anthony Trotter. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Coach Lois. Uh, I want to thank you for uh, for having me on. It's a, a pleasure to, you know, sit and talk some football with you today. No, that's great. I'm really excited about the topic we're talking about today, which is the pump return, pump block game, um, which is uh, another undercoached area of our game over here with our limited time. Um, before we get into all of that, why don't you give the listeners an introduction to yourself, uh, a bit of background about how you got into football, your coaching career, and how you ended up at John Cowell University. Sure. Um, so to take you back to the very beginning, um, over here, and I grew up in a small town, um, and we did not have a, a football program when I was you know, just starting out, you know, five, six, seven years old. Uh, my dad, you know, he played football in high school and college, and he decided that uh, our town needed to, you know, have a football program back. So he got together with some of uh, his friends and local community activists, and they, they got a, you know, a football program, a youth football program started in, in our hometown. And for me, that was, you know, my first experience. So I have to thank my dad for the love of the game. He introduced it to me. He taught it to me, everything he knows. And, you know, he, he's such a big supporter of me. And, you know, I'm very grateful for, for the opportunities I have now because of what he instilled at me, what he instilled in me uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, from, from junior football, I played high school football. I was fortunate enough to play college football for four years. And that's kind of really where I, you know, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. That's what I am trained in. Um, that's what I went to school for, uh, elementary education and special education. So uh, I always knew I wanted to do that. And the next best thing to that was being a, being able to coach. And, and that's kind of where I got started. So I finished my playing career and I began coaching and teaching at the high school level. Uh, for, for three years, I was a defensive coordinator and special teams coach at, at an area high school. Um, and then I was very fortunate enough that John Drock uh, at Wilkes University was, you know, had a position open and interviewed me for that and uh, eventually hired me to be the defensive line coach at, at Wilkes University. Uh, I had, we had a great experience and, and I thank him, you know, so much for that opportunity. And from there, um, you know, Coach Finati and the staff at John Carroll, uh, you know, has opened me, opened me in with uh, open arms. So I'm really excited about the opportunity that we have there. You know, great group of kids, really excited, you know, about being there and, and the possibilities we have for this year. Absolutely. That's great. Um, so you, you talked about some of the places that you were part of as a player and, and as a coach. What are some of the influences you've had uh, from the coaches that have 
shaped you as a coach now for John Kell? Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that I've always taken away from my coaches uh, is the fact that this is a special game that we have the opportunity to play, you know, especially in college, you know, and continue to coach at the collegiate level. But not everybody gets to wake up and, and play this game every day. You know, football, in my opinion, is the greatest team sport on the planet. There, there is nothing like it. It teaches you so much um, from inclusion to, you know, how to deal with different types of people from different backgrounds and all that stuff doesn't matter when you're in the huddle together. So um, I, I can't say enough, you know, the life lessons I've taken from my coaches as far as, you know, what the game of football means in life, um, how to overcome adversity in certain situations, how to handle, you know, being in a situation that you weren't exactly completely prepared to do. So um, those are the biggest things for me is, is what you take out of the game. It's, you know, the wins and losses are great and, and you'll remember those. But for me, the coaches that I've had that I really, really loved and still, you know, still speak to today, they taught me more about how football is going to make me a better man and a better father and a better husband, you know, in the future. So those are the things that were most important to me from, from the coaches I had, starting with my dad at an early age. Absolutely. And talking about it being a privilege to play this game and no more apparent than now during this pandemic time when we've all been sitting at home, not being able to do something we've been doing for a lot of our lives. So we've got to make every moment count, I guess. And, uh, yeah, take advantage of when this pandemic dies down and we get back on the field, make make the most of it. Absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a very special game. And, you know, just like life, you know, it's precious and you have to take advantage. You know, that'll the cliche thing to say is play every snap like it's your last because you never know when it's going to be. Um, and, and I think that's true. You know, if you, you play and you approach the game with that mentality of, hey, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can today because at some point this is going to be over and I don't want to be remembered for not working as hard as I possibly could during the time that I, I had around the game. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to be talking special teams primarily today. I mean, it's a really obvious question or obvious answer to the question, which is, about the importance of special teams and every coach talks about how important special teams is but I'd like to get your take on how you value the importance of special teams but not just that how you then instill that in your players who might consider themselves primarily offensive or defensive players you know absolutely I think that's a great question um, for for me I've always been in love with special teams uh, from my time as college. You know, my primary role on the team was being that of, of a special teams player. So that's that's where I really fell in love uh, with special teams and and the mentality it takes to, you know, go out there. You train all week and, and you prepare all week for one snap at a time. Uh, you know, the fourth down army uh, for, for most of the special teams. And then you have your kickoffs and kick returns, obviously. But, you know, you're training all week for one snap at a time and you have to place the importance on that. So how we do that at John Carroll is yes, I may be the special teams coordinator, but I don't do it all by myself, you know, and I credit our head coach Rick Bonatti uh, with that mentality for our players, you know, 
I may be the special teams coordinator, but our defensive line coach is our unit leader for our for for our uh, pump block unit. Our um, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, is the unit leader for the PAT field goal team. You know, so every coach has a role on special teams, and Coach Finati demands that you know every coach coaches special teams like you're coaching your own position. And I think that's where. You know, once your players see that mentality, see that, you know, action by the coaching staff, it's a lot easier for them to place the value on special teams. And I think the other thing that helps us place the value on special teams is we play our starters at John Carroll on special teams. Um, It's really important to us that if you start and you can play snaps on offense and defense, you can be a part of the special teams games because that's when you're really successful when you get those guys that are going out there, you know, not that taking anything away from anybody else, but when you get spe- when you get your starters on offense and defense on there and they treat it just like an offensive or defensive snap, you know, you're going to be successful on special teams. Absolutely. And I think just flipping it on its head slightly, I mean, you're, you're alluding to it a little bit there, but just talking about the game over in Britain, I think it's quite uncommon to find a coaching staff that has a special teams coordinator that doesn't have another role on either offense or defense. And at John mm-hmm. Cowell, you also coach the tight end. So it'd be, I'd be interested to know how, how you approach that balance between coordinating special teams and getting all the other coaches involved, as you just described, but then also having to coach a position on offense. Yeah. Um, so like I, I mentioned kind of when I was talking about myself, this is my first uh, first season on the offensive side of the ball. So it's a new transition for me, something I'm really excited about. Um, to kind of switch sides and put on a different different thinking cap when I'm in, in a different lens when I'm looking at the game. Uh, you know, I coached – I was a defensive coordinator, linebackers coach. I played defense in college. I coached defensive line. I uh, coached every position on the defensive side of the football. And uh, to be able to switch this year is a, a, a new and interesting challenge, to be honest with you. Um, it's something that I'm excited for. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to work with our offensive staff. I think we have a really good offensive staff and I'm excited to learn from them on how they view the, you know, the game through the offensive lens. So finding balance between learning uh, everything about, you know, how an offense approaches preparation for a game um, and switching that mentality a little bit from the defensive side of the ball and coordinating special teams is definitely a balance, but I think it's a balance where, you need to rely on other other coaches and empower other coaches on the staff. Like I said, you know, we have unit leaders. So a coach will have a unit, every unit of special teams will have a coach besides myself. That's, you know, the unit leader for that unit and empowering those other coaches on the staff, to, you know, to find value in, and to put an emphasis on the special teams. And then, like I said, yes, we may have a unit leader, but then you're involving the other coaches to coach each each specific position during special teams. And, and I think that's what really helps you find the balance is having everybody involved. Um, you know, anything you try to do, you can't just do on your own. You're not going to be successful. It's that, you know, that saying, you know, if you want to go, if you want to go, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. So um, th- that's kind of the mentality I, I take when, you know, I have that coordinator hat on is, I want to go far, so let's all go together. And I'm not worried about going real fast right now. And I think that's a that's a critical point from all of our UK listeners to take away is 
from my own personal experience, I've been on practice fields as either a player or a coach where I know who the special teams coordinator is, but there's this element of it's now special teams period. We've got 20 minutes and that coach in charge, but you don't get to see any of the other coaches. They kind of just leave them to his own devices. And you've got one coach trying to coach up maybe 60 guys on the field on how to do a kick return and screaming and shouting. Everyone's all over the place. And over the years, as I've become more experienced, I've been trying to do as much as what you've just described, which is get those pods going and get the other coaches involved so that they can actually spread your message, whatever it is you're trying to trying to teach them, um, rather than you just having to shout it across a 120-yard field on a windy day when half the players might not be able to hear you and things like that. So I think if anyone takes anything away from this, this podcast episode, it's definitely that um, message of getting everyone to buy in and involved and then that will naturally have a trickle-down effect to your players as well. Absolutely. You know, you hit the nail on the head. It's about getting people involved. And, you know, once you get those guys involved in coaching special teams, you're going to see the the trickle-down effect to the players. Um, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, when you have every coach coaching like they're coaching their own position, which they love on a daily basis, you're going to get your special teams guys flying around, uh, you know, really buying into that mentality of, hey, this is a really important phase of the game. It's just as important as offense and defense. It's going to help us win or lose football games this year. Um, and it's not just one voice all the time. You know, multiple guys giving that message to the players is, is crucial, in my opinion, of finding special team success. Absolutely. Um, well, let's get into it then. So, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about, you know, pump return unit and pump blocks. And you had a really interesting take on what you've been doing at John Cowell in terms of um, how you approach that that uh, situation in going up against the punt unit in which you teach the punch block. So it'd be great if you could perhaps dive into that first and how you approach that part of the game and how you uh, sort of encourage and motivate your players to, to succeed in that situation. Absolutely. So uh, a little bit of background at, at, at John Carroll, you know, we don't call punt return, you know, so you won't hear me as the special teams coordinator referred to it as punt return. It's pump block um, for, for a few reasons. One the you know, the first and most important is I believe pump block is a mentality. Uh, you know, you have to have that in your mind that, Hey, we're blocking this kick. We're going after it. We're getting it. And then it's going to happen. It, you know, it's like one of those things you, as football coaches, we talk about visualizing it and it coming to fruition and it, and it actually manifesting and happening. Um, you know, so I'm always going to refer to it as pump block because I want my guys, our guys on punt, uh, on the pump block unit to have that mentality of, hey, we're getting after this. We're going to block this kick because if they think it enough, it's going to happen. Um, the, that that's the first reason. The second reason is our scheme is based around having a pump block mentality to set up our return. So our pump blocks schemes will build in our return aspect to it um, for a few reasons. One, you know, you're still not seeing the greatest, you know, the greatest punters um, as far as accuracy and distance and, and hang time and, and, and et cetera. So, uh, for us, you know, we view it as, hey, let's, let's have that mentality of we can change the game 
and put pressure on kicks, uh, we can open up some things in the return game. So we'll have that block mentality. And, you know, also I think it goes back to my roots as a, uh, as a high school football coach where, you know, the kid back there punting is not always the most reliable kid. So for me, I always found value in, hey, let's go after it and let's force somebody to, uh, to punt the ball with, with hands at his feet and, and, you know, force them to do, to protect extremely well. I, I think sometimes when you have that, just, Hey, let's return this mentality. You bail teams out by not putting pressure on their blocking schemes and their blocking personnel. Um, so that's kind of how we take the uh, approach here at John Carroll. And that's my personal philosophy behind it. Let's go after it. Let's, let's force, pressure on your personnel, what's force pressure on your blocking scheme, and let's be super sound with what we do so that, you know, at the end of the day, our block, if we don't get there and block it, we're going to do a really good job being aggressive, and it's not going to allow you to get downfield as fast because you have to stay in long and protect, and we're going to have the opportunity to return the football um, after you punt it to us. And then the, the final thing I guess you can say with it is time on task. Right. Why am I going to spend the time to, um, you know, install this elaborate punt block and this elaborate punt return scheme and, and everything like that? We're going to, you know, spend our time when we're talking about the pump block unit, working on specific drills on how to get to the football on our big three that we talk about um, as far as, you know, what we're going to do. On, on each play, you know, we have our three big things. So, you know, that time factor is also important. And, you know, I know Coach Lewis, you, you referred to that uh, when we were chatting before is in the, in the UK, you guys don't really have a lot of time to spend on special teams when, when your practices are only a few days a week. So uh, I, I think this is a really good mentality that, that can really help some, of you, some teams out if, if they kind of take this approach and, you know, I, I'd be glad to continue talking about it. Absolutely. And I'd love to start getting into some of the, the scheme elements of it and the coaching points and the drills. But before we get into all that, what are you, when you've got your entire roster in front of you and you're trying to select players, are you looking for a particular type of personnel in your pump block or is there something else that you're uh, looking for? Is it just your, base defensive players like how do you approach that element of picking those guys to be in your pump block yeah I mean that's that's a great question I, I think it all depends on the type of guys that you have um you know just like any other scheme I think it has to be personnel driven so if our defense and we have really athletic defensive linemen and we feel good about leaving them on the field then hey let's leave them on the field but for us you know our, our pump pump block unit is made up uh, of mostly defensive backs and linebackers. Um, you know, we want to have, if you're talking about quality traits and, and what we're looking for as far as players, uh, we, we want guys that are aggressive, guys that are physical, uh, guys that have that little bit of edge to them so that if they have the opportunity to block the football, we know they're going to block the football. Um, and, and then obviously you want, you want speed, um, speed kills at any level. And if you have, if you can have speed on this unit, I, th I think that's, you know, where you can be really successful and do some creative things uh, in the block game and then in the return game. Absolutely. And just one last question before we start talking X's and O's. With that mentality of block first rather than something a bit more passive in terms of setting up a return, is there a danger of increasing the uh, 
the opportunities of getting a rough in the punter call? I mean, what's your been your experience with that? Have you had many penalties because you've been roughing the punter, or is it something that's actually not been uh, something to worry about? Uh, I mean, it, it definitely is something to worry about, but I think that goes back to how you coach it and how you drill how you drill the pump block scenario. So um, we spend a lot of time focusing on, hey, if I'm coming from the middle of the punter, I'm going off, I'm going off to the side. So I'm I'm sticking a hand out and I'm I'm peeling off essentially to the side of the kicking foot. If I'm coming from the outside opposite of his leg, I'm going to go across him and just start specific aiming points for where we're going. You know, it's, um, I think the way you drill it and the way you coach it and the way you teach it alleviates that. But just like anything else, you know, you get a kid that's being aggressive and it just makes a mistake sometimes. So the emphasis has got to be on where I'm starting and where I'm finishing on every drill you talk about, you know, with this pump block, we're talking every time we're going drilling the block point, you know, we're talking about where our guys need to finish based on where they are in alignment. So we're going to talk about if I'm in front of the punter, if I am off to his kicking foot side, if I'm coming across the punter's body, what am I, what am I doing? Where am I finishing uh, in this drill work? So I think it's really important to focus on that point. And just like anything else, it's, it's got to be built in. So there's got to be that finish, um, finish mentality and finish portion of your drill work to talk about those specific things. Absolutely. So, so let's get into it then. Do you have a, like a base pump block formation that you, that you coach and then build off of? And if so, maybe you could uh, give us some coaching points about how you try and exploit uh, the alignments of a, a punt unit and what sort of major coaching points is you're hanging your hat on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my philosophy behind it is I want to build in during our camp. So our, during our preseason camp, I want to install just our generic, you know, pump block that we can run and it's going to, you know, be that block to set up the return. But this is our, this is what we do. And this is something we're going to be really good at. Um, and that helps me build my call sheet as far as special teams going into the week where you're talking about, you know, having that generic one, you know, not really generic, but having that base one that we can go to uh, when we need it versus, you know, our exotic look for our specific game plan for what they're doing. And, you know, when we're looking at how we're going to dial up our blocks, it's, Again, your first thing I'm first thing is operation time. We're looking at operation time. Second thing we're looking at is you know uh, we're looking at personnel, and then the third thing you know is obviously the scheme. So the, you're focusing on those three big things: is how you know from snap to the kick. What's what's the operation time? Does he have a good operation time? Does he have a bad operation time? Based on the operation time, that kind of gives you an idea of what you what type of block can you do. If it's a slower operation time, then you're starting to talk about incorporating a little bit more of a looping scheme in there. Um, if it's a faster operation time, you got to think more straight line block where, you know, you're working on a pick or a different type of uh, maneuver to work somebody free based off of the blocking scheme. So that operation time is kind of the first thing. And then, like I said, the second thing, 
uh, being personnel. So is there a weak point based on their punt personnel? Is there, if it's a shield punt, is one of the shield, you know, soft? Is, is he afraid if we send guys at the shield, is he going to, is he going to be the guy that, you know, turns his shoulder and gives us a crease to sneak through and block this thing? And then the last thing, you know, the last thing being the scheme. Is it zone on the front side? Is it zone all the way through? Is it a pro-style punt? Is it a rugby-style punt? All those different factors determine, you know, that specific block for the week, where we're going to go go with it. But I, I think, you know, if you look at those three factors and those three factors are aligned and defined in our scouting report for our for our guys each week, they're going to know what the operation times are. They're going to know uh, – you know, where we feel the weak points based on personnel is, and they're going to know what type of scheme um, as far as blocking and, and alignment scheme uh, each punt unit is doing. Sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're alluding to once you've factored all of those things in, you then use that base pump block to determine, one, how many people you're sending to which direction they're coming from if they're off the edge or more straight or as you said doing the loops and things like that I mean how does from a play call point of view how do you then build that in a way that it's not too much teaching for the players or it's not too much for them to learn no absolutely you 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 hit it um you hit the nail on the head right there when you're talking about we're using that base that we that we install from camp to build off so our, our base block that we put in is going to always be our building block for that week. So it gives us the opportunity to take a lot of teaching out of it because we've already talked about it and we've already drilled it a bunch of how we're going to do it. And then you, you factor in um, the specifics of the specifics of, you know, what they're doing each week and where you're going to come from with the block unit. So yeah, uh, you know, it's just – it's different for every week. It's different for every team. Um, and then, like I said, we're, we look to build up, you know, three to four calls on, on pump block is my philosophy each each week um, just to have, you know, a generic block, a safe, you know, a, a safe look, and then an all-out block, and then an exotic block. So, you know, you're, you're working that base pump block to get the return – the you know a block to go all out after it a safe if you think they're going to fake and then you have that you know that third which is a combination of that block and return where you know it's based on those three factors we already talked about of you know who you feel is you know whether it's a breakdown in operation time breakdown in personnel or breakdown in scheme um, where you're going to attack whether it's up the middle um, off the edge you know, looping and twisting guys, all the different possibilities you can think of. You know, we always look at those three factors when we're, when we're thinking about what are we going to do this week to put us in a position to block a kick and change the, mo the momentum and field position of the game. Absolutely. And, and do you have your own personal rules in terms of minimum number of players that I would like to rush or maximum number of players? Is there sort of a, a framework that you work with? Uh, I, I think it all depends on what you're seeing on film. I think the film has to tell you that. I think, you know, you you have to be comfortable with the amount of guys that you're sending that you're covered versus a fake. 
you know, I think that's, that's gotta be the, the base. So, you know, you can never send, you know, if you're going to send more than, than you have, then you got uh, more than you have to cover a fake, then you better make sure you get there. Uh, you know, so I, I think the, the framework for me in my head is I always want to make sure I have every fake possibility covered. Uh, and that's going to determine how many guys I'm going to let loose um, to go after and go get it. Absolutely. Thank you. And you talked about the wall return. So in a situation, uh, regardless of how many players you've sent, you don't get the block off because we're not going to block every single punt. Um, yep. You do the wall return. Do you have like, how do you coach that? Is that landmark for the players that once they finish the, the, the pressure on the punter that they head to their landmark and what, what's their blocking responsibilities? Are they just zoning and picking up first colour or what's the intricacies into uh, coaching that down? Yeah, so I wouldn't essentially call it a wall return. Um, you know, what, how we're coaching it up is, is we have three phases on every punt. We have the attack phase, uh, we have the engage phase, and we're going to have the finish phase. So how we're going to coach, that's how we're going to coach our guys on pump block. That's how we're going to evaluate our guys on pump block. Is there a breakdown in the attack? Is there a breakdown in the engage? Is there a breakdown in the finish? So our attack phase is those, you know, that first, you know, if for those guys that are assigned to go block the kick, is that first five yards, you know, first five to seven yards after the kick. Um, the engage phase is that seven to 10 and that finish will be that 10 yard. When you get to that 10 yard block point, how we're going to finish and block the kick. If you're a guy that's assigned to return it uh, based on scheme that week, your attack phase is, you know, attacking the guy that you're assigned to, to essentially uh, hold up. You're going to uh, mirror his quads, right? We want our guys to have fast feet do all their work at the line of scrimmage and, and delay this guy's release downfield because time equals yards. Then your engage phase is going to be when we're running down the field with this guy and we want to have that short six inch punch to his hip. So we're going to, we call that hip and rattle. All right. We want to be right on his hip and rattle him on the way down the field. And we're looking to uh, expand him to create a, to create a running lane for our returner. And then our finish phase on how we're going to block, um, how we're going to block the guy when he's running downfield. So if I'm in front of him, I need to sit and fit. So I need to sit down and I need to fit him up with my hands above my eyes, with my elbows against my ribs and my thumbs up. So I want to, you know, hairline below chin, elbows in, thumbs up is our coaching point for how we're going to engage that guy in this unit. Um, if we're even with him, we want to arm bar. So I want to create some space for myself. If I'm even running down the field with this guy, when I get to the finish zone, I'm going to arm bar him. So I'm going to create some space, extend him out. And then I'm going to be able to, by creating that space, I'm going to work to sit and fit and put my butt to the return. All right. And then if I'm behind him, right, if I'm chasing him down the field, so I'm not in good position, not in good relation to him, I want to rip through so I want to just put my bat I want to rip through where I'm putting my chest to my returner and my back to the guy that's trying to tackle him and just try to screen him by and then the the, the last and final piece with the finish stage of, of our pump block return would be 
Um, if I'm too far, if that, if the guy beat me, if I lost the rep, if he's gone too far ahead of me, I need to turn and find the next bad color. Because if I keep chasing him, the only thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get a penalty for hitting him in the back. No good is going to come for me chasing that guy. He already beat me. I need to go find more work for the next guy running down the field. So find the next bad color, give our returner the opportunity to make one guy miss. And then now we're blocked up on somebody else and we're not just chasing people and blocking people in the back. Brilliant. Thanks, Coach. And we, you mentioned uh, the returner there. What's some of the things that you're perhaps coaching that return man to do once he's caught the ball? Because I think some coaches might just say, you know, understand the scheme, but essentially just work your magic. That's why you're back there. Just do something special. Others might coach it more. Right, you've got to set the return up. We need you to head this way to set mm -hmm. the blocks up and then attack a particular landmine. I mean, what's your approach to coaching the return men? I think when you're when you're talking about coaching the return men, it, the most important job for a return man is secure possession of the football. Right? You know, I think we all know that. Uh, you know, we don't want to send the defense back on the field to do a job they've already done because we muffed the kick and the ball's on the ground. Uh, they did their job, so now as the returner your first and most important job is to secure possession of the football. If you feel like you have to fair catch it, fair catch the football. You know, I, I, we want possession of the football. We want to give our offense the ball. We want to get, get in a position to, to score and put points on the board. When we, when we muff the football because we're trying to do too much and worrying about returning it before I secure possession, then, you know, that's not the type of return that we're looking for back there. Now, the second thing really you're coaching them up is make that first guy miss. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, run, run right on this one, run left on this one. I want you to do what you're confident in after you catch the football. Make that first guy miss, and then it's about having vision and setting up your blocks. So I think the best guy back there is, one, somebody who's, who's fearless. You have to be fearless. It's one of the most, uh, most stressful jobs, I would, I would say, in football is being back there by yourself catching a punt. So you need that guy that's fearless that'll go get it and make sure that ball's not rolling around the turf. Um, he's going to secure possession of it for your football team. And then he has to have the ability to make that first guy miss. Uh, you know, our goal is we want to get 10 yards uh, when, when he has the opportunity to return the football, return it 10 yards. If you can return it 10 yards, that's one less first down. Our offense has to go to score the football. So that's kind of the approach we have with it is make somebody miss and then do what you have to do to get that 10 yards. And then the rest is on you is it's about making somebody making a special play. And the way we coach our guys up who are running down the field in the return phase. So like we talked about with the engage, now the guys that are running downfield and the engage and then the, the finish stage um, are, are going to be the guys that help set up the return. So uh, I think it's, um, like I said, most important is securing the possession, securing possession of the football and getting somebody back there that's, you know, going to be fearless. Um, I've had some, some, I've been very fortunate that I've had some great guys go back there and, and catch punts that, that were absolutely fearless. And, you know, sometimes they took a, they took a smash because they, they thought they had a little bit more room than they did. And other times they made some great catches and great plays uh, making, making that first guy miss and, and securing possession for our offense. Brilliant. Thanks, Coach. Um, we're just going to start wrapping up. But one last question. Uh, when we were talking about uh, 
you know, blocking the, the action of blocking the punt itself. You mentioned uh, some coaching points about landmarks and how where you're expecting guys to block it, whether they're on the side of the, the kicking foot or on the backside. Uh, and you, you started mentioning uh, about some drill work that you do. So how do you approach the special teams drill? Is it more about just getting the install done in terms of your base and then relying on their offensive and defensive transferable skills? Or do you have a particular special team circuit you work through? And if you do, it'd be great to hear about some of the drills that you get you guys uh, get your guys doing. Yeah, absolutely. So we have um, the way we kind of approach special teams at John Carroll is, you know, getting it installed as far as scheme. But during the week, we're going to focus on drill work. So we'll have our special team circuit where we're just going through the specific techniques for that unit, um, whether it's, you know, so we're going to drill, like I said, those big three things that we talk about for evaluating and the three phases for the pump block unit that attack, engage, and finish. We're going to have specific drills that focus on each of those things. So when we talk about attack, when we're, when we're assigned to block it, um, we're going to set up pop-ups, uh, five, you know, five to seven yard, that five to seven yards, um, away from, from, a uh, a player at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's going to go off a visual key. So we're going to move the football. He's going to key the back tip of the football. And he's thinking, you know, one, two, three, my first three steps, I'm taking all the ground that belongs to me. And then four or five, he's thinking I'm dipping and driving. So he's dipping and driving around the, uh, around the pop-up bag and then he's finishing at 10 yards flat across the punter's foot. Um, so we actually have a coach or a player or somebody stand back there and go through the motion of kicking the football because the coaching point for the finish on this drill uh, for, for that guy is I want, we want him to take the ball off the punter's foot. So I don't want you to look at the ball. I want you to look at the punter's foot. And when his foot goes, all right, your eyes are on his foot, your guys are on his toes, and that's how we're going to get the block, not by watching the football on this play. So we'll work it with that with that specific drill and then some other specific drill work. And like I said, if anybody listening to this wants to, you know, see some videos of, of some of the drills we do and, and talk about drill work, you know, coach is going to give my contact information at, at the end of this and, and obviously feel free to reach out to me. Um, I don't know everything. I, I won't claim to know everything, you know, just like every other coach out there, we're all learning and, and taking little little pieces from each other that we can make work with with the group of kids we're coaching. And I think that's what's so great about the game is there's no definitive one best thing. It's what's best for your players and how you can take and adapt and do different things um, that you learned throughout your time in the coaching world to you know help make your your kids successful. Brilliant. Thanks, Coach. And that's a great segue to just start wrapping this up. And I'd like to give our guests the opportunity to share their either contact details or social media handles in, in case people will want to reach out to you, which I'm sure they will. So please feel free to share anything that people can use to get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the easiest thing to get a hold of me would be uh, through my email. Uh, my email address is a trotta so my last name t-r-o-t-t-a at john carroll at, i'm sorry at jcu.edu um so it's a trotta at jcu.edu and then my twitter handle is coach a trotta so coach a my first initial and then my last name 
um, and I'm pretty active on social media. Like I said, feel free, um, anybody listening, feel free to contact me if it's, you know, to talk about special teams as a whole, to talk about pump block, to talk about some drill things that we do. And, you know, I'm going to, don't, don't worry, I'm going to be picking your brain too, because like I said, I don't know everything and I, I want to hear how everybody approaches the game a different way. And if I can take something to make our guys better and you can take something to make your guys better, then, you know, that's, that's why, you know, we take the time to do these things. Fantastic. Thanks coach. Um, I'll let you go. Best of luck for the 2020 season. I hope John Cowell have a great year and uh, hopefully we'll get you over to UK sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you again for the opportunity uh, to come on today and, and to talk some football, you know, love love being able to sit down and talk football, especially uh, with everything going on with the world right now. That you know we don't really have it going on too much. So uh, thank you again for the opportunity and thank you for what you do for for the coaches. You know, um, I think this is a great resource. And anytime you can listen to somebody else talk about what they do and what makes their program special, uh, you have the opportunity to learn something. So thank you again, Coach, for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. Uh, stay safe and chat soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you again to Coach Trotter for taking the time to talk to Bafka. Tune in next time for another Bafka Coaching Podcast episode.